Welcome to TED In Your Head, the 10-minute podcast created exclusively to help you eliminate bad habits and success-limiting fears and beliefs so that you too can win at life and business. Your host is Ted Moreno, certified hypnotherapist and high-performance coach. On this show, we tackle the trash and talk some truth to transform your mind. Let's check it out and welcome your host, Ted Moreno. Hi there, and welcome to the Ted In Your Head podcast. My name is Ted Moreno. I'm a certified hypnotherapist, success performance coach, helping people to move past what holds them back. So today's podcast is not going to have any great uh, pearls of wisdom, not that any of my podcasts do, <laughs> but I like to think there's some value in them. Now today, I just want to tell you a story and, and um, just relate to you some of my recent thinking. The title of today's podcast is Bless the Beasts and the Children. So it was Father's Day weekend, and uh, we went to my mother-in-law's house uh, sometime, I guess it was a couple years ago when my mother-in-law was still alive, my wife and myself and my two daughters, and they were nine and ten years old, and the plan was to go out to dinner. And as we waited on the front steps of my mother-in-law's house for her to open the door, one of my daughters exclaimed, look, a baby bird. Next to the steps, in the bare dirt of the flower bed, was a tiny baby bird. It had obviously just hatched. It had no feathers, and its pink translucent skin showed its veins underneath. It wasn't able to open its eyes yet, and it just kind of flopped around in the dirt looking pretty helpless. Dad, my oldest daughter said, and she was obviously very concerned. What do we do? I looked up at the round holes below the eaves of the house, and one had streaks of bird droppings below it. So I said, well, it looks like it fell out of a nest up there in one of those holes. She said, Dad, what do you think will happen to it? My oldest daughter loves animals, and she was kind of beside herself. Sweetheart, I said, I'm not sure there's much we can do. I've heard that if you touch it, the mother won't want it anymore. So maybe we should just leave it alone and and give the mama bird a chance to return it to its nest. I was kind of hungry and I wanted to get on to dinner. Well, my daughter was not convinced, but reluctantly we left the baby bird as we went off to dinner. As I mentioned, it was Father's Day weekend and the restaurant was packed. We waited almost an hour to be seated and I'll tell you, the food was not worth the wait. So when we returned to my mother-in-law's house, it was too dark to see what had happened to the baby bird. So someone went inside and turned on the porch light, and we saw that the baby bird was still there in the dirt, but now completely covered with black ants. It writhed in discomfort as the ants crawled all over its featherless skin. It was a terrible sight. Oh, my God, my oldest daughter cried. Dad, we have to help it. She turned away and she put her head on my shirt and a muffled sob was released as tears streamed down her face. I felt my heart do something that really felt like breaking. So I found an old rag lying on the ground and I gently picked up the infant bird trying not to touch it. I blew the ants off its skin and took the bird inside the house. We found a small box, we lined it with tissue and put the baby bird inside. And my wife got on the internet to research what to do in this situation. 
We use scotch tape to attach the bird to a high branch of the plumeria tree right below the holes under the eaves where the open hole was in hopes that the mother would retrieve it. My daughter asked me, Dad, what if a big bird comes along and eats it? I said, well, that's a possibility, sweetheart. We just have to hope for the best. I didn't feel that the baby bird's chances were very good. And my daughter replied, Well, I can deal with that, Dad, because that's the circle of life. But I can't deal with leaving it there to be eaten alive by ants. And I'll be honest with you, dear podcast listeners, neither could I. How could I not try to save this defenseless creature or at least relieve its suffering? What message would I have sent to my daughter if I had refused to do something? What message would I have sent about the world? About me? How do we lose the compassion of a child for the smallest of living things? How have so many of us in this country come to ignore the plight of the weak and defenseless? There's a song I remember very distinctly by the Carpenters, or at least they were the ones that sung it. And the title of the song was Bless the Beasts and the Children. I went to a, a Catholic school, a Catholic grammar school, and I don't remember what time of year it was, but once a year we had the blessing of the animals. And everybody would bring their pets, and we'd take the pets to a, the park that was across the street in East L.A., where I went to St. Alphonsus Elementary School. And a priest would come, and uh, they would have a blessing for the uh, blessing of the animals. We'd do this every year, and they would play that song. I think there were some really good guitar players, and they would play Bless the Beast and the Children by the Carpenters. It's a beautiful song. I'll never forget that song. And the words went like this. Bless the beasts and the children, for in this world they have no voice, they have no choice. Bless the beasts and the children, for the world can never be the world they see. Light their way and let the light shine all around them. I can't really remember the rest of the words, but even relating the words to the song, um, Fills me with emotion. May we all strive to find and nurture the compassion that lives in our hearts for the defenseless, the abandoned, and the voiceless. This morning, I was thinking about, in my mind, how inconvenient it is that we are living out of the living room now because we're updating the kitchen, grabbing some tile put in and getting some paint. And I was at this point after, I think, two or three weeks, I'm kind of done with living out of the living room. We have the kitchen table in there and the refrigerator in the living room. And just before I started to complain to myself, I thought, don't. You have nothing to complain about. 
you're in the process of updating your kitchen. What have you got to complain about? And so instead of complaining, I just felt gratitude for our ability to do something nice to our house. Because there's so many people out there that wish that they could have a house. You know, the homeless problem in here in Los Angeles is just huge. Can't go anywhere without seeing somebody uh, living on the street. Yet I have talked to people that have told me, you know, I, I can't believe it. I walked out this morning and there was a homeless person on my, on my block. Well, you know, this, this person that told me this was a person that has a very, very nice house in a very nice city. I can only think to myself, you know, when did you lose your compassion? for people that are less fortunate than you. And this is something that I have to constantly remind myself, you know, when I think that to myself, when I think, wow, look what I've done, look what I've created, I'm always reminded that this would never have happened. Any success I have would never have happened without parents that stayed together, without a father that had a strong work ethic, without a mother that was willing to stay home and take care of eight kids. Uh, any success that I have would never have happened if I hadn't been born in the country that I'd been born in. If we hadn't had the things that we had, the opportunities that were available to us. Not everybody has those opportunities. I was taught at a young age that hard work is important. I was taught that a young age, at a young age that you know, to stay away from drugs. I was taught at a young age to be kind and, and nice and gentle and compassionate to people. But what if you weren't taught that? Then what? So I don't really know where this podcast is going. I just wanted to tell you a story and uh, give you some things to think about. Anyway, I hope you enjoyed today's podcast. If you could use some help in your life on any level, you can contact me at tedmoreno.com. Just click on contact and you can send me a little email or uh, call me. My phone number is there. I'm, all of you, I'm on all the usual social media sites. Say hello. Leave a positive review for me on iTunes if you get a chance. And if you want to check out uh, the podcast that I've recorded thus far, you can go to tedinyourhead.com. So in closing, let me leave you with a quote by Black Elk. Black Elk was a Native American. Check out his book, Black Elk Speaks. Incredible book. Black Elk said, one should pay attention to even the smallest crawling creature, for these two may have a valuable lesson to teach us. And that little baby bird, whatever happened to it, had a valuable lesson to teach me. So I hope you enjoyed listening to today's podcast. Thank you. Have a great day. Bye. Thank you for joining us on today's episode of Ted In Your Head. If your bad habits and limiting fears and beliefs prevent you from achieving the success you want, it's time to take out the trash, talk some truth, and transform your mind. To learn more about how Ted can personally help you win at life and business, visit www.tedmoreno.com. 
That's www.tedmoreno.com. Thanks to Dimitri Rosti and Isaac Taylor for their help in producing this podcast. See you next time on the Ted in Your Head podcast.